everybody, podcast people. It's me, Jamie. And me, Zach, the driver. And it's another That's My Jam podcast on the road edition. On the road. We are heading back to uh, the great state of, well, we're already in the great state of Kentucky. We're heading back to our little neck of the woods in Kentucky. We just come back from a little three-day Memorial Day weekend vacation uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, visiting our friend Harold, who is a listener of the show. Our number one listener. Our number one listener. That's uh, right. We got to see Mr. Weird Al Yankovic in concert at the Ryman Theater on Saturday, and it was amazeballs. Bobby Weird Al blew his brains out in the 1980s because no one thought he was funny. Guess that's not true. Not particularly, but he was there and he was incredible. That was a, such a. What did you think about the concert, Zach? Oh man, I thought it was. I thought it was really good. I'd seen Weird Al once before, uh, about fifteen, well more than that, years ago, and uh, and yeah, this was this was even better. I mean, it was this was very 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 good, very funny. The guy really knows how to entertain. That's for sure. And this was uh, my first time ever seeing Weird Al in concert and. We, of course, if you've listened to some of the past episodes, you'll know that uh, we both have Weird Al Yankovic uh, albums in our top five of things that we love. And played all, I wasn't, I can't say at all that I was disappointed with any of the song choices he made for the concert. Everything just seemed to flow really well. And, um, you know, maybe one or two things, you, you are, everybody's always going to be like, oh, I wish he'd played this, or it would be yeah. so cool if he'd played that. But I can't really say that I was disappointed at all in anything that he did. Oh yeah, um, you know it was funny too. One thing I observed is there there are a few songs that he sang that you know on the albums aren't really my favorites. I'm kind of like, yeah, I think I'll skip that one. I'm not really feeling like that one. But but hearing them live kind of changed it and made me made me really appreciate him. I guess just like seeing, I guess him moving and you know kind of the visual that I suppose he has in mind for the songs really kind of made me appreciate even some of those songs that I previously didn't really care for all that much. Uh, first song he did was um, that was the tacky. tacky, yeah. But it, that was a really awesome little way that he he started out. That yeah, that's really great. Kind of uh, paid a big homage, of course, to the music video he did for it. Started it outside of the Ryman Theater and was being recorded live. You know, on his way in, he was singing the song on the streets in front of bypassers and onlookers, and just having the time of his life until towards the end of the song and then he finally starts making his way into the theater to start the concert out and I thought I thought just how surreal was that for people oh, who were yeah. outside <laughs> to like see uh, Weird Al Yankovic just walking around amongst the people singing one of his songs and yeah. that was so awesome oh yeah that, that was and it was really surprising too because there's a big uh, big screen in the background of the stage and then it you know, the show's getting ready to start up, and it, it, it comes on, and you see the Nashville skyline. You're like, oh, okay, neat, cool, whatever. There's going to be some funny video or something that they preface all this with. But then, yeah, the camera pans down, and, and Weird Al's just standing there singing. And, it, and there was even kind of a slight debate within me at first of, like, is this is this live, or or did they pre-record this? But then, you know, kind of looking at, you know, what the, the light was outside, just looking at everything, and you see people and all that. You're like, no, this... This is happening right now, and then sure enough, he comes in the theater and singing. Yeah, it was really, really funny. I love how he uh, he always kept us entertained. Like even during the intermissions when he was doing costume changes for each of the individual songs, he would just have something playing on that big screen in the background mm-hmm. to sort of keep the, the 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 energy going and the 
focus going yeah. so that the, there was no like real dead air between any of the songs he was doing because those costume changes take at least like what four or five minutes yeah, a yeah. piece yeah because I mean he was he was doing full out costume changes into his like fat costume oh yeah the fat and, costume I mean yeah he, he he definitely I mean it was more costume changes than a Lady Gaga concert I bet you. Speaking of costumes, I'm uh, going to give a, a shout-out to one of your friends who was actually in the concert oh, yeah. as Darth Vader. Yeah, some, uh, I guess they, his manager, the publicist, or whatever, I don't understand how showbiz works, had, uh, I guess they just contacted local... I really local. don't know how showbiz works either. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, sort of in it, too. I guess they, uh, they contacted, like, local 501st garrisons, which are, like, Star Wars costumers who do a lot of, like, charity and non-profit stuff, they visit hospitals and see kids, and just, you know, different, just different events like that, um, yeah, and they contacted them to come on stage during his Star Wars songs, and, uh, sure enough, uh, I, I happen to know the guy playing Darth Vader, so that was, that was pretty cool, and go anywhere though, seeing a familiar face, so to speak. Not really, well, that, that's really cool, but, uh, we have our own, well, at least you have your own sort of slot connection to Al through Proxy. That's right. I have the hand that touched my friend's shoulder has shaken my hand. So, yep. So I basically am Weird Al. I'm, I'm almost famous. Just like his song. You think he would have he would have been able to get us in if we had been there earlier? <laughs> uh, I would say probably not. He was he was kind of talking, or he sent me a message on Facebook saying like, yeah, I was looking for you when we had free range of the theater, and I was hoping I'd see you at the VIP thing, so, but, yeah, I, I doubt they got that much bull. It would have been, been nice, but, you know, I'd say at the same time, he was like, ah, I don't want to, wouldn't want to risk his, his standout moment to start Vader, so. Yeah, I suppose not, but, in any case, I thought it was a super awesome, really funny concert. Uh, yeah, good gets very, he gets really interactive with the, with the the audience, <laughs> yeah, the, just like going out into it, sitting down, sitting in people's laps, yeah. even like just. I think my favorite part like that was during uh, Yoda at the end, where you know everybody's just doing the Yoda, Yoda, and uh, just this guy. Yeah, he's like, all right, everybody, and then he holds the mic out, and then he's like, okay, now just this guy, and shoves the microphone in the face of a guy in the front row, and and sure enough, right over the speakers, you could hear did the guy you, singing. Uh, <laughs> did you see the part where the he, where Al gave one guy a fist bump and then completely just ignored? Oh, yeah. The other dude who would come up behind him, like, yeah, fist bump. But nope, you're denied, sir. Nope. You are denied. Yeah, that was. You do not get to touch the hem of his garment. No, I'm was, afraid not. That was really funny. I just all, all in all, just great. Just in the front row, in front of everybody, I would have been mortified. You would think that you know a guy like Weird Al would you know start getting kind of tired over the years of like always having to be the funny, entertaining guy. I mean, you know, all these entertainers like being entertainers, but to have such a high energy about it, like Weird Al, you think that. Eventually, he would start to just kind of it become monotonous for him. But no, I mean, it, it really felt like he really goes out there and enjoys been himself. Been at it since 1983. That's when this first sure. album count came out. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, he seems like he's entertaining himself just as much as he is everybody else. Though, so, you know, kind of sad thinking about that. The mandatory fun might very well be one of his, one of his last albums that he ever puts out. Yeah, yeah here on out he said he was going to do nothing but the singles just do go online and do online singles and sell them on itunes i would suppose yeah which i mean for for his uh you know for what he does i definitely understand the idea behind that and it's you know i kind of 
kind of look at, uh, in situations like this, kind of look at Kodak. You know, Kodak went out of business and all that because they, you know, they made film cameras and digital cameras started becoming a thing and they were just like, nope, we're going to keep making film cameras and, you know, what happened? Well, they went out of business. And, uh, I like that Weird Al, you know, for better or for worse, he, he stays modern enough to stay afloat, you know, I mean, I think that that is the way that it's just got to go and I'm, I'm glad that he acknowledges that as opposed to, you know, keeping with the old way of doing things and potentially, you know, finding himself, you know, being done. If you're uh, someone out there who makes parody songs or parody videos, stop it. Just stop making them. Stop doing it and let Weird Al do his thing. We need him to keep making albums. You are ruining everything. I hate you. I... <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic blew his brains out in the 2010s because people kept writing parodies instead of him. I got a little emotional there. Just don't want to see him go. I, I, especially after the success of Mandatory Fun, I really don't think he'll be going anywhere. Because that was... Uh, I, would, I would assume that that, was, that would have been like, you know, like a, a good indicator that he needs to just get in the game even more. Like well, he needs to get true. more aggressive with uh, getting a hold of song uh, parody ideas and uh, going out there. I mean, even still, he could put out songs that he wants to. Like, I mean, with fair copyright use laws and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, even if someone made... A very similar one. It's not like they could sue him or anything like that for making a parody of a song that they don't own. Yeah. So, but you said something that you said that he wanted to make a, a Star Trek parody of uh, Let It Go yeah, called Make It So, a, and then he found out that there was someone else who had already written a song called Make It So. Yeah, that was like, well, shoot, you know, who? Which I think I I think I watched their version of it, and it actually was pretty good. But you know, it's just kind of like, well. I guess that's almost more tragic. It's like, well, shoot, they actually beat Weird Al with a bunch and did a good job. So do you remember the name of the guy who came out with the song? I don't. Exactly. That's, that's my that's point true. right there. Exactly. <laughs> you know, nobody knows who wrote that song. Except him. No but, one's going to believe him. But no one's going to believe me. It's like running into Bill Murray dressed up as Darth Vader. He pulls his mask off and says, no one will believe you. <laughs> no one will ever believe you. And then just walks off with the Darth Vader mask back on. You know, speaking of comedy and Bill Murray, he was uh, recently on the last episode, episode of the David, David Letterman. Letterman. I and, didn't uh, watch it, but yeah, I, I don't watch David Letterman. I was going to say, I am honestly not going to miss Dave Letterman because I've never really watched him. I saw a little bit of thing. I don't know. I guess if you're like a real comedy nerd person, which I, I love, I, I, I don't want to consider myself like a huge comedy nerd. I'm more of a stand-up guy than I am for like the, the that kind of sit-down stuff. But, you know, I, eh, whatever. It's Dave Letterman. He's obviously a staple within the comedy world and well, you know, all that stuff. It's, I guess for the people who really loved him and watched his show over the years, it's, yeah, it's a kind of a big blow to... Which, you know, I mean, I, I definitely respect what he represents and what he did. I mean, he, he did usher in, a, you know, kind of the modern age of talk shows and stuff. And I, and I like, you know, Jimmy Fallon and Conan O'Brien and all that. Just, yeah, David Letterman was really never my personal cup of tea. But, you know, he, he's definitely earned his retirement and contributed a, a great deal to the comedy world. So, you know, good good for him. Yeah, Not really Jay Leno. <laughs> yeah. And Craig Ferguson, who got in the game later than he did. Uh, which, the the only reason I think Craig Ferguson had his show for as long as he did is because of Dave Letterman. Yeah, it was good 
it was something having to do with Dave Letterman's contract. It was like, hey, well, you know, I want Craig Ferguson to host this, and this, you know, that's the only way that I'm going to continue my contract. And then, like, as soon as he announces his retirement, that's why they're like, okay, well, Craig's getting the boot because Dave's ending his contract. I guess you would have to just know the guy to really love him as much as all that. Yeah, that's the so. thing. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm sure he's a lot of people's cup of tea, obviously. Never really was mine. I would, personally, I always thought he was kind of a little too mean-spirited. Like, it seemed like a lot of his jokes were, like, actively kind of bullyish or something. I mean, I, I don't I, I don't want to throw that term I around. I kind of heard bits and pieces that Dave was kind of a stickler, maybe a bit of an asshole. But, yeah. Um, and, I mean, that's, that is kind of its own brand of comedy, I think. It's just really not mine. So, you know, if, if people like that, sure. It's not really my thing, though. Like I said, I'm more of a stand-up comedian kind of comedy nerd. I'll, I'll, that's the kind of stuff that I like more than anything else. But I think it's been a really good little uh, three-day vacation that we've had. And yeah, tell Living tell it me, up in Nashville. Tell me about the other guy we saw. I don't really know all that much about him. Uh, you can talk ben about Quiller. Him. Ben Quiller. Yeah, we went to the... It was called the Musician's Corner down in the park in Nashville. And there was... Uh, I guess it's, it's something they do every year for, like, every weekend for, like, the summer or yeah, something like so. to that effect. And uh, I, I went once with our friend Harold, uh, I think not yeah, last year or the year before that. And uh, we had watched a couple. It was in a different area, so it might not have, this might not have been a Musician's Corner, but it was something very similar when we saw... Uh, she and him were the headliners. Oh yeah, I know so, yeah, I know those guys and uh, oh, that's, a couple uh, others. Yeah, so others uh, I know, right? yeah. But uh, but uh, we saw the we got there right at the very end, and there was uh, one girl who's Taylor. I'm afraid I can't remember recall her last name, but uh, uh, she was she had a pretty good little uh, little set going yeah, on there. Um, pretty nice, she, nice little acoustic set. Three people, her, a guitar player, and a guy on, I guess, on bongos or something like that. See if Jeff, the intern, who's been quietly riding in the back seat, will check on his smartphone her name. I'm not going to do it because I'm driving, and that would be unsafe. It would be. You get on that, Jeff. Anyway, but, uh, yeah. Ben Taylor Paul, Watson. Yeah, Taylor Watson. There That's we go. Name. There we go. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, was that yeah, his he, name? He handed me, yeah, Jeff. Yeah, he's, okay. he's quiet. He handed me the phone and whispered in my ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, after that, we saw Ben Quiller. Uh, kind of a eclectic little guy uh, from Austin, Texas. Does, like, a mix of blues, rock, um, folk, folksy sort of. He had, like, a real, kind of almost like a Ben Folds feel to him at times. But, uh, um, also, another little, just a little three-piece group. Him, uh, like a bass player and a drummer, and they actually put on a really good set too. I thought it sounded really good coming from where we were. We were sitting right up near the front. Oh yeah, we had great seats right where all the photographers blocked our view, and everyone was probably staring at our bare ass cracks as they were hanging out in the wind. I'm a big fella, unfortunately. They were just looking at my Haynes herways. We were probably a little too busy staring, uh, or at least catching glances of the girl to our right who had these enormous uh, assets. I mean, not not me or Harold, because I've got a girlfriend, he's got a wife, but you know, well, I'm sure I there was. are lots of other people. You noticed it. I Nope. Me and Jeff the intern were talking about how much we like following the laws of both society and the government. Well, I was. I was definitely looking, because I am single. 
you hear that, ladies? <laughs> That's right. Send an email Who to... Who wants to get up with some of this? JamiesQuestForLove at gmail.com. Now you're going to have to actually get that. Look for me on Christian Mingle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to... Is there actually, such a thing as atheist mingle? Yeah, you know, I think sure there is. I guess that would just be any other dating site, really. Just <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure there is. Gonna go re-up my uh, my profile on Cupid.com or whatever the heck Match.org. Or it seems like it'd be a, that'd be a fun like parody. Funbitches.net. That's Athe- what I should be on. Atheist mingle. Find love now because after this, it's all over. <laughs> oh God. If that's not a thing, it should be. In, enjoy your life, because that's all you're, you're guaranteed. This life is going to end in nothing but chaos and entropy. Might as well get laid while you can. No, I don't I don't want to do a Christian Mingle ad, because even though I use their services, uh, I didn't I didn't really care for their website all that much. Is that not where you make Brandy on? Or yep, that's how I that's Okay, how I yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure, but, you know, someone, uh, one of my friends actually was, speaking of, like, online dating, and someone was, uh, my friends from college was on, uh, Facebook recently asking about whether or not she should get on one of those dating sites, and I'm like, well, I had a friend who, uh, his current girlfriend, he met on a dating site, and it's going really good. However, his former girlfriend, he also met. Actually, no, I didn't. Well, I didn't meet her on a date. I met her online, but I didn't meet her on a dating site. Well, let's not talk about her. She might be listening, and we don't want. She to. doesn't even know who well, you are. Well, I would rather probably. we not talk. about but anyway, I, I, I gave her the impression that it's very hit or miss, depending. Oh, yeah, you know, but, so. you know, that's that's kind of the way things are going these days. I know a lot of people who've... Uh, then someone said something about casual sex, and I'm like, did someone say casual sex? And, and LOLs and LMFAOs and all that stuff. So... You need to get grinder, isn't that what that's for? Grinder? Yeah, grinder. I, I guess, whatever. So we, live up, in the, we live in the butthole nowhere of Kentucky, so I, up, I seriously uh, Jamie doubt... on grinder. I wouldn't waste your breath or your time or the strength in your fingers to type my name. Yeah. I'm living it up in Nashville this weekend, though. There's a lot of politicians on Grindr. Anyways. Probably, yeah. Anthony Weiner. <laughs> He's probably there. Anyways, yeah. This Bill weekend in Nashville. Uh, yeah, I'll, I enjoy I always enjoy the... I've only been there like two or three times so far. And a uh, nice city. Oh, getting bigger. Like, oh my gosh. Uh, it's It seems like it's a lot more bustling since the last time I went there, like a year ago. So, But uh, the place, I, I was telling Harold how uh, it's really branching out from uh, a once almost specifically a country music uh, center to like more encompassing of all different genres of music out there. I blame there, Taylor really Swift. She, Taylor Swift sowed the seeds of Discord on that one. <laughs> It's all Taylor Swift's fault that Nashville is becoming as huge as it is. I mean, I, no, I'll, I'll admit that I'm always, I'm always looking for Taylor Swift in Nashville the few times that I've been. But does she live in, like, New York now? She lives in New York now, but, you know, I don't know. Maybe, Good old Tadolf Swiddler. Maybe there's just a force compelling her to return to Nashville. I doubt it. But we've got other really good cool musicians coming in and out of Nashville, like the Black Keys and Jack White, and that's the only ones I can think of. Zach Brown Band, probably. Oh, yeah, sure, I guess. I mean, they're country, so I just assume they came from Nashville. Yeah, probably. Like, they're they're actually, they're, they're one of the very few, what I would call, good country bands. Like, you know, so much country is like, 
I'm gonna sing about my truck and do this fake accent. You, have you ever listened like to that. the uh, the song that someone had put together? It was basically like six different country songs, yeah, and they yeah. all basically sounded the exact yeah, same. Yeah, I did see that. Like, what a world, right? That's the thing. There's so much. There's so much crappy. Country, it's not. It's. I don't consider any of that to be country. Country stopped being country music about. Uh, I want to say about late 90s because that's when I stopped listening <laughs> to country music. It quit being country music when I quit listening. I took it with me. There's no more Travis Tritts or John Andersons or Brooks and Dunn's. It's even those guys. I mean, I like them all, but I can kind of see how they led into what modern yeah, country I suppose is. So. I like. I've always been a huge Johnny Cash fan and. Oh yeah, that's all to the me, stuff the, that I, I really enjoy. To me, country is a lot more about there, the sensibilities than the, the actual music. There is one guy, though, that I really like as far as country music goes. His name's Jamie Johnson, you know? Yeah, Jamie Johnson. Yeah, his stuff's really good as really like, as far as country know, music goes. And it actually sounds like country music to me. The only song I know by him is that one where he's groaning about his granddad. Oh, that's Colors. Yeah. Yeah, that one's really That's a really pretty song. I just kind of wish he'd open his mouth a little bit. I but... Uh, he's harkening back to that sort of yeah. outlaw country kind of feel of just gruff sounding yeah. vocals. No, uh, Zach Brown Band, I, I really, really like them. They've got, you know, there's that kind of like uh, Jimmy Buffett flair to them, just slightly, but they're still, to me, they're they're like real country. They're And they're like modern. They're not, you know, referencing any kind of older style necessarily, but they, they definitely feel country. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're. I think they're really, really. I think good. I've listened to maybe a little bit of stuff from them, so I don't know too much about them. Yeah, they're. So, yeah. If there's any modern country band worth checking out, I think it would be Zach Brown Band. And I'm sure there's others that I think. Do I, they do I the song that's like about talks about a little bit? Chicken. Okay. Uh, Who is uh, that? Yeah, that's them. I was kind of hoping you wouldn't bring that up because that is a extremely bad country song, but I kind of feel like, here's my theory on that, though. That was like, you with your pants down. That was one of their first big songs, and so I think that was kind of like what they had to do in order to get radio play, you know, but like, anything else they've come out with since then was, felt, it is a lot better. Once they got their name established and people were listening to them, um, yeah. I really think That'd be like if it just made me think if that it'd be like the same as if Hitler were still alive and he was trying to restart his career and everybody's I, like but he did used to lead the Nazis you know and he's just thinking ah uh, oh, crap I really wish that people didn't remember that I only did that so that way my name could get around those were dark days in my life and I I, I was I was a young man I made mistakes well Hopefully, bad country music isn't in any way comparable to the Holocaust. <laughs> but you know, it feels like it sometimes. They're well, try, on try, that, I'm getting out. That's, uh, so tuck and roll, tuck and roll. <laughs> oh, there went Jeff. We lost Jeff. Uh, like I said, we listened to that one song where all the all of the songs sound the same. They all put them together into one gigantic song. Just like the Holocaust. The country, mu- the country music industry is turning, is creating its own version of the Aryan race. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, Fortunately, ta- uh, I mean, Taylor Swift is not a part of that because she doesn't do country music anymore, so yeah, she, relax. She, she took tail and ran. She's uh, not a country person yeah. anymore. She's just shaking it off. I like... <laughs> I like uh, Van Perry. They're another country band I rather like. Now they, they I, only feel like a little, I only heard like one song. About them. They, I think they air a little bit more 
towards like sounding like you know the expectation of country, but they definitely have some really good songs. They they sing a lot about death, which you know I'm like, hey, I can I get behind a little. A lot of people died back in the country western days. <laughs> I suppose. So, yeah. Cowboys and stuff. And Lady Antebellum's all right. Uh, it doesn't sound like a country music name though, does it? Lady Antebellum. Yeah. It sounds French. <laughs> Antebellum, it's actually Latin for before. It sounds, she sounds like she should be like a headliner for uh, Lady Gaga or well, something. That's the confusing thing, though. It's not, a, it's not a person, it's a yeah, group. I know. Yeah, Lady Antebellum is the band, not the, the girl. But yeah, Lady Antebellum is generally referred to as the Civil War era thing, so that kind of gives them a little more country. Notice there's no, there's always, there's like a bunch of lady whatevers in, in music nowadays, but you never see any sirs. Like there's it's no, there's no well, trumped. Like no more. Well, you don't see any more, do you? Has there been another sir watching call it since Mixlot? Um, no. Sir Pizza. Sir Pizza. Circumference. Uh, what about Master? Because there's been Master P. Master P. That's the only one I know. Is he still a thing? No, I'm pretty sure he's not. Uh, there's no really male. There's no male equivalent of lady, is there? Oh uh, uh, wait, Lord, and, there, and there's the. Oh no, there's I, I got it. Saint, Saint might be a good one. There's a lot of saints these days. Yeah. There's a lot of ladies saint and a lot of saints, which makes me think I should start a band called Ladies and Saints. Saint lady. Saint lady. Lady, lady saint. We will play nothing but like electronic trash pop with a little bit of guitar thrown in. And they will also have a Kodo and uh, some some uh, Imbiris from Africa. Those little fun pianos. And a Calabash. And a Calabash where there will be sousaphones. Oh, and this will, like I said, this will all be electronic, so they won't be real sousaphones. They'll just be electronic sousaphones right. from like Pro Tools or something like that. But you know, there's really not yeah, a lot of cars uh, on Lady there. Saints, uh, Saint Lady, whatever. Uh, the Lady Saints uh, debut album. Check check it out on. Look for it on iTunes. The Lady this, Saints sounds like a high school football team. Uh, okay, or a so high school basketball. Let's just call it Saint Lady. That's yeah, Saint, Saint Lady. That, that sounds, sounds more. All right, Saint Lady's debut album coming out in uh, three years. Alright, check it out. Yeah. This today. Thanks. Today in three years. I just went to the future and saw it. And, it was like, and now comes the segment of our show where we predict the future. In the year 2017. Bears became people just like you. Bears became people just like you and me. Referencing inside jokes that nobody knows. None of you are gonna get that. Ha ha ha! Except Harold. I wish we'd recorded that song when we did it. That was oh, so. Yeah. That's so. That's just a heartbreaker that we didn't record it when we had the chance. Hey, cool! There looks like a thunderstorm that we're about to drive into. Probably. We're Sweet. probably going to die before this whole thing is over. So, so this will be like our black box. Yeah. If anyone reads this. Send rescue choppers to uh, the outskirts of Nancy, Kentucky. And look for a RAV4. There will be two naked bearded men standing outside doing rain dances around a dead fire. And we will all, well, I said naked, but we'll probably be wearing rabbit skins. Wait, at least over oh, our heads. Okay, bearded. I was like, I, dude, I'm not even sure if we're stranded for a month if I would ever grow. 
You've got you got some stubble. Yeah, that's about. Uh, like you probably I'm, you just never let it go. I never pretty, let it do anything. Oh no, there's uh, was it last year? Year but no, it was the year before. I, I did try to grow it out, and our our good friend Paul, who is known for his beard prowess, <laughs> actually <laughs> kindly pulled me aside and asked me to shave it because it was so shameful of a beard. And it, it really it really was like I, that was the push I needed because it was it was pretty bad. Well, maybe if you try it again and just tell Paul to. Fuck off. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a permanent. This is art. This is my beard. I'm growing it. Uh, Let me really, be a man just, for two he, minutes. Really, he validated everything I already knew. It did oh, look well. bad. I kind of got a permanent Barney Rubble thing going on here. Well, I guess stick with that and nothing. Yeah. At least with you, like it looks like it, like it comes out darker. So unlike mine, mine looks kind of strange sometimes. But, uh, oh boy, uh, lots of Halo going on this weekend. Oh, yeah, we not two. not the newer one. But, oh, no, no, uh, we, we, we had three. It's uh, less all than ten got. years old. We won't touch it. Yeah, well, that's all we had was three, but... Uh, I hope that line doesn't get taken out of context by anybody. Yeah, we're going for it. But, uh, that was fun, I suppose, playing all that Halo. Uh, I think it was pretty... Wins were pretty evenly distributed amongst us. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, I, I felt so like no ones were. Used to be that you would just dominate us every single game forever, and we could never ever beat you, no matter how hard we tried. And now I feel like the the playing field has gotten a lot more uh, evened out as yeah. far as our Halo playing goes. Uh, and we were playing Halo usually. Two. Halo Two is generally our Halo of choice when we're doing multiplayer. Yeah. But, uh, played a lot of Halo 3 this weekend. And that I didn't was, like 3, though. Uh, really? I, I, well, I don't like it as much as 2, but I definitely I definitely like it. If, it two, if 2 had gravity hammers, then it would be, you know, definitely my uh, my Halo of choice. Or golf clubs. Golf clubs, which are just gravity hammers that, that look like golf clubs. Right. Do absolutely nothing <laughs> different than gravity hammers, which I thought was kind of stupid. That was Halo Reach, by the way, not oh, Halo 3. Oh, you're right. Halo 3 is, Halo Reach is the one that has the golf clubs in it. Yeah, Reach I didn't really care for all that much. Well, because we got, Reach is weird because it doesn't have as many map, multiplayer yeah, maps. Like, oh, well, all the good ones you have to go on to uh, the, the, the marketplace and download them for a price. Yeah, like, stupid F video that. game. If you work for the video game industry, hear my pleas. Stop you guys are doing people. everything wrong. Stop making DLCs for games that don't need DLCs. Stop making stuff that new people don't want to buy because I... Do not own a new system. I have not. I mean, I really, not the smart people are the ones who wait for like a game of the year version to come out anyway. Mm, like that's what I did with the not the well the current the next Batman game's not out yet, but the one before that the uh, not Origins uh, Arkham City. I waited. I waited for the the uh, game of the year version to come out, and it was way better for it. So I don't even see the point of having a lot of certain games. I can see with. Uh, Having you having good use for DLCs. I mean, that's you know, sports games particularly. I think benefit yeah. would benefit the most from having DLCs. And some shooter games, like I play a lot of Borderlands, and that that's fun because you uh, they will come out with their DLCs are actually worth buying because it'll be like entirely new story missions and stuff like that that you can throw on into the pile, and that's that's pretty fun. But, I feel uh, like the I, I have a Wii. That's the newest system I have is the Wii. And I feel like it really kind of, it, it it walked the line of what's appropriate for online connections and DLCs and all that stuff. Because, like, you didn't have to be online to play anything, or at least nothing I had. But, like, 
you know, I had Guitar Hero, for example, and you could download and buy, like, new songs and stuff like that, and, like, that was cool. Or you could go online and play against people. That was cool. But now, you know, they make these things where it's like you have to be online in order to play it, and it's like, well, that's like with, uh, with Destiny, we played a little bit of Destiny each, because that's one of the games that Harold's got. I've never played Destiny before. It seems like it would be a pretty fun game to get into, but... Uh, like I said, it's one of those things, one of those games where um, just the online presence is pretty much a necessity. Yeah, and it's just like, well, okay, I guess I will not buy that because I'd like to be able to play a game when, you know, my internet's Whatever down. I want. That's the thing, like, you know, last week my internet was down for a few days because some weird something or other, and what did I do? I broke out my Nintendo 64 and played it. It was great being able to sit there and play some games that didn't need the internet. Which I could have played my Wii too, you know, it's just yeah, in 64 by choice, but point being. That's why I'm glad I, I play mostly PC games nowadays. I, I haven't played a console for since uh, since uh, this weekend. This weekend was the first time I've actually been on a console to play a game in forever. I just barely even play games anymore. I would love an Xbox One or a PS4, though. I really I would love to have one. Yeah, if somebody offered me one for free, I'd take it in a heartbeat, but I don't know. I, or a Wii U. I would love to have a Wii U, too. Those and to just... play Smash Brothers and uh, the new Mario Kart. And there's a new Zelda game going to be coming out on the new yeah. Wii U that's awesome. That and the, the, there's a game called Hyrule Warriors, which is out I've on the Wii U that, right yeah. now that I really would love to play. Oh, boy, there's a storm approaching. Aren't we going to have fun? We might need to be calling this radio show so that yeah, way I think we've about touched on everything we were going to. What else? I mean, what else did we do? Watched uh, Edge of Tomorrow. That was yeah, a good yeah, we movie. Watched we Edge watched a lot of Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, Man, really God, that's that. the first time I'd ever seen that movie. And uh, I, I was looking it up and I didn't realize that it was based off of a manga called, uh, which is in turn based off of a short story, a light novel called All You Need Is Kill. Oh, and yeah, yeah. and it's, uh, it stays pretty, pretty faithful to the, the, the movie version. stays pretty faithful to the manga and the, uh, um, the, the novel that it's based off of, I think. The, uh, the Rita Vertansky, the person who was played by Emily Blunt. Uh, swing. Can I get a swing, Zach? Swing. <laughs> swing. Okay. You're, I know your heart's not in it. I'd like to date her. I'd like to meet her on Christian Mingle. <laughs> Good luck. She'd probably be on Scientology.com. No, she's married to John Krasinski, and I'm sure they have a very happy marriage, and she okay. wouldn't be on such a thing. Okay, okay. But if she weren't married, I don't know. I mean, I'm only saying that because Tom Cruise is in the movie too. I don't know. But uh, pretty good. Uh, the uh, the doctor, you know, the the uh, the professor who was oh, yeah. in charge of that's actually in the manga. That's a girl, mm-hmm. and who is like this just cute glasses wearing mechanic girl who's because like, manga because yeah. And uh, the main character's name is Keiji. So they kind of kept that, they Americanized it into just Cage, so that uh, at least it alludes to the, uh, that character from the manga, which I think is really cool that they did that. But uh, uh, Farrell, uh, Sergeant Farrell, is, a char- is still a character, Bar- I found out his name is Bartolomeo Farrell, and he's not from Kentucky in the movie, <laughs> he's actually like half Brazilian, half Japanese. Yeah, the... Uh- the, the military guy from Science Hill, Kentucky, which is really, really close to where, where we, we are right now. Uh, it's just like, 
Hi, y'all. I'm from Kentucky. I'm kind you're going to be baptized in fire, and you're going like, to be shitting bullets. And like, come on, Bill, Bill Paxton. I thought you were a better actor. I was Bill that. Paxton. Yeah, wasn't that was I? Bill Paxton. I almost said Rain. I was like, you know, maggot. Uh, maggot. Uh, maggot. Uh, I don't know why I'm turning Tom Cruise into Hank Hill. Uh, Hank Hill in Kill Die Repeat. <laughs> I'm going to need you to shoot me in the head, Bobby. Bobby, Weird Al Yankovic died. Now that's I enough of that. I know. Okay. Anyways, He's not dead. Fair enough. All right. That well, was a really good movie. Uh, I love that. Watched a bit of Louie this weekend, which yeah, I've never watched. I can't tell if that movie, if that show's supposed to be a comedy or not, because it doesn't feel like it. Yeah, that's kind of what I, I was, I was like, really Yeah, All the episodes it. we watched were just very dramatic with just little, uh, like, kind of punchline things that made it sort of funny, I guess. There were just little moments at the end of, like, a really dramatic scene. It's like, drama, 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 pause, punchline, comedic yeah. punchline thing that kind of makes it funny, but it's really not because <laughs> there are drug dealers and, uh, uh, stealing and, oh, God, and, Inf- I don't know about infidelity. Not infidelity because he's not really married to that woman, is he? Uh, uh, but the, whatever. Just, that's a weird show. I, I it's not bad. It. It's not bad. Yeah, it's just I like it. I like not what I was expecting, I suppose. After because you know, I, I listen to a lot of Louis C.K. like his comedy stuff, so definitely uh, not what I was expecting when my, I started watching that show. My favorite part of the weekend. This is just a brief shout out. Was uh, meeting our buddy Harold's dog Chip. Dog Chips, who's awesome. Hashtag Chipstagram. Yep. If you want to find out Check more that about out. how awesome Chip is, he's a really cool dog. Uh, really let's see what else. I think that uh, we probably do need to be cutting it off because we're about to hit some rain, and that rain is going to be heard on our windshield. But uh, we'll we'll catch back up with you when we get back into the quote unquote studio later back on, and we'll uh, we'll continue this little shindig podcast thing uh, later on. Have something else to talk about, maybe. If not, we'll catch you the next time we see you. But that's it for uh, another small. That's my jam podcast update extravaganza thing thing. Memorial Day weekend special Weird Al Explosion. <laughs> I'm Jamie. And I'm Zach. We'll catch you later. Bye-bye.